You are now listening to Fangirl Feminist, Media and Feminism. Also, you have been warned. Spoiler warning! Alright, hello! Let me fix the microphone there. So, welcome to the first episode of Feminist Fangirl Entertainment and Media with your host, Emma. So, that's me. I am Emma. And, yeah, so... I obviously have had a podcast before, but I kind of wanted to rebrand, do something a little bit different, do something that kind of is more in my, I don't know, what I kind of want to do or talk about, um, and that is media and feminism. So I am a new media major at in university, and I'm hoping to minor in women and gender studies, and I thought, why not put it all together into one podcast instead of having to do two? So... In this podcast, I guess I'll do a little bit of an introduction and see if you uh, like the idea. Hopefully you stick around, but I'll be talking about some concepts of feminism and then I will also be reviewing those concepts of feminism in some media. Um, We'll be looking at a bunch of different types of medias like songs, movies, TV shows, comics, books, even like advertisements, YouTube videos all different kinds of medias, and we can try to look through them through a feminist lens. And then on top of that, while also looking at the feminist side of things, I'd like to look into the cinematography side of things and maybe explore some entertainment or media theories, ideas, external plots, because I love talking about movies and I love talking about the deeper meaning of things. So that's kind of what this podcast is all about. We're going to explore media. We're going to explore feminism. Hopefully um, debauch some stereotypes or misconceptions associated with feminism. And yeah, so welcome. Hopefully I didn't scare you off too soon with all my excitement and enthusiasm. I just really miss podcasting and that's why I decided to go back to it. I did my research this time too. I'm going to do proper promoting and marketing and yeah so welcome here we are in this episode it's kind of be going to be a little more of an introduction maybe a little bit shorter than the rest of the episodes i'm going to try to aim for half an hour episodes this one will probably be around 20 minutes i'm thinking because we're not going to go into uh super depth into like a specific topic or anything i just kind of want to introduce the podcast introduce feminism and kind of discuss what we're going to be doing so so you can see if you like it and hopefully you stick around and if not you know what I won't be offended everyone's allowed to consume what they want so yeah we're gonna I'm gonna start off by posting three episodes and then hopefully we're gonna keep to a bi-weekly schedule post on Fridays and half an hour episodes and yeah so in this episode as I stated before we are going to talk about what is feminism and maybe talk about some misconceptions about it what it is what it includes because a lot of you know when you hear feminism it's kind of a I don't know it's kind of a daunting term because it's something I think that is used in very different ways which kind of makes sense because it is something that is very different to many different people but a big misconception about feminism is that it's hating all men and like pure woman domination and that is not what feminism is about personally to me feminism is very structured around the idea of intersectionality so i'd love to talk about 
what intersectionality is too. So feminism. So there's kind of two categories that feminism fits into. So there, it is a critical theory. So a way to understand or observe or um, almost critique the things that are around us and the, the way that our society is run and our everyday lives. And then on the other hand, feminism can be seen as a form of transformation. So that would be kind of the more activist side of it. So I would consider me doing this podcast podcast technically as activism because I believe spreading education and kind of debunking some misconceptions and stuff like that is a form of activism because I'm hoping to, you know, maybe change the minds of some people who don't, <laughs> who are withholding some systems of power that are, you know, in place and don't even realize it. It's kind of a way to like view and critique the world. And that sounds pessimistic, but also feminism as a form of transformation includes like, in what ways can we transform the society and look to a more hopeful future where everyone is kind of more I don't know, can thrive in an equal environment where everyone is kind of treated more fairly and equitable and equal. So yeah, there's no one specific definition of feminism. You can be a feminist in many different ways. You can be a feminist in your activism, uh, like me doing this podcast, or you can be a feminist with your ideas and how you view the world. So essentially, it's a critical or critique of the systems of power that are in our system, like our society, our living spaces. So what is a system of power? So system of power are these systems in our society that uphold certain ideologies or I almost want to say boxes because it kind of forces people into boxes because they're these standards uh, or ways of living that we have. So some of these systems of power include the patriarchy, which is the idea that like men are better or stronger or are in more positions of power than women so we have the patriarchy in a lot of societies heteronormativity so heteronormativity is the norms that kind of go along with the sex binary the gender sex binary so that is oh something is falling that is not good let me just kick it away Okay, so the sex gender binary is essentially the idea that our sex, gender, and sexuality have to align in a straight line. So it's the idea that if you were born female, your gender has to be girl or woman, and your attraction has to be to the opposite gender. So that would be man or guy. No, man or boy, we'll say. And that is very restrictive because... Gender in and of itself is not actually associated with your sex. Gender is a social act and it is something that we feel in our identities and something we gain over time rather than something that should be identified before or during birth or at birth. So that is also a system of power that kind of uh, values certain people over other people. We have cisnormativity. So that also goes along with the sex gender binary that has a lot to do with heteronormativity. Those two often work very much alike. And a part of them is 
our gender roles. So cisnormativity and heteronormativity not only affect the LGBTQ community, but also affect people within heteronormative relationships as those gender roles are very destructive. Um, and it kind of, it creates unpaid labor, especially within the woman role of having to be a house and caretaker. We also have settler colonialism, which is like my favorite thing to talk about because it, I swear all of our problems can be connected to settler colonialism. Not actually, but it sure seems like it. I will tell you that right now. So settler colonialism is when colonizers essentially take over a land and use forces to create that land into their home and it is very oppressive and as we can see it has harmed very many communities especially the indigenous and black communities and we see a lot of systems within our community that have actually stemmed from settler colonialism and trying to control and essentially like colonizers trying to control like the group the other group so that they can uphold their values their home and like what they want out of life there is also repronormativity, which has to do kind of with the heteronorms of a relationship and the idea that uh, sex is only for uh, reproducing and creating babies. Bye-byes. Now, I don't know how much of this is going to be able to go on YouTube. So, I before I post this on YouTube, I got to look at the guidelines and probably blank out some words that I am saying. So I will make sure to do that because it kind of sucks that they um, censor you because I know to some extent you're trying to like shield the kids ears and eyes from bad things. But also it fails to be like it fails to support people who are talking about possibly important things that affect our actual lives, you know, so censorship. That one's an interesting one. Um, able body versus non-able body. So that's kind of like ableism, definitely a system of power um, that I think we're seeing come into fruition more. We see a lot of talk about the patriarchy, heteronormativity, even cisnormativity more now. Settler colonialism, I think, is one that is very much misunderstood as a system of power. Many people believe it as like an event that has happened and that event is no longer, you know, taking place or it's done and over with. But settler colonialism did not just happen, but it is happening. And the effects of settler colonialism are still very much present within our society. And one thing to note about these systems of power that I think is truly important and kind of gives very much perspective into the ideas of like how feminists think. But no matter like who you are, you are never outside of these systems of power. You are either actively being benefited from it or being devalued from it. So it's important to know how you stand within these systems of power and how that may affect you. And also to recognize your privilege in a sense, because all of these issues and all of these systems of power are connected and they're all working together in ways to uphold each other. And so it's important to recognize each one and how they are working to almost identify the real root of the issue or how to like fully tackle on an issue because we can't be leaving behind certain minority groups because we think that we are outside of it and because we don't actively, you know, contribute to the hate that it doesn't matter, but we are actively participating in these systems because they are in our everyday lives. So intersectionality 
it's very important and kind of where I um place my basis on around my feminism and my feminist perspectives because intersectionality is very important and it's very important to note the ways that yeah they work together what are some things that we can look at through a feminist lens that is a terrible thing that I wrote in my notes because I already talked about that so we're gonna skip over that so like what does it mean then to be a feminist and how does one be a feminist so once again, because feminism isn't a set definition and it's, it means different things to many different people because what we are fighting for in North America are not going to be the same types of rights that other countries fi find themselves fighting for. So feminism presents itself in many different ways. And being a feminist can mean lots of different things to people. Being a feminist might mean having feminist ideologies where you want to see the systems of power, you know, taken down or where you want to see everyone living in equal life and equal opportunities. Maybe you're a feminist because you're fighting for, you know, a certain group of rights or a certain type of rights for, you know, black people, indigenous people, trans people, uh, you know, women rights. And it's very important when noting when looking at women's rights that intersectionality really matters because wh white women in Canada got the rights to vote before black men did. So that's why intersectionality truly matters where we are not outside of these systems of power. And yeah, you know what? Being a feminist can mean having a feminist podcast. Being a feminist might mean being able to have discussions around feminism and feministic ideas with your friends. It can mean all sorts of things. What really drew me into feminism? You might be wondering, what is my feminism journey? How did I end up here? And why do I want to talk about media? Why my passion for media? What what is why am I doing this essentially? So I Growing up, I very much rejected my femininity. I felt that if I were to present feminine or girl-like growing up, that it was appearing weak. So during a young age, I had a lot of um, qualms, I guess, with my gender. And I am a cisgender woman, but I've been asked many of times if I was transitioning into a man. I've been called a boy a lot my whole life. I've been called a boy even this past year. I wear makeup. I, even though it's more of a like toned down feminist look, I still look very feminine now, you know, more so than I used to and I still get misgendered. So I don't know. I've always had this like problem with my gender and I, I couldn't really place why. And then in psychology in grade 12, we had this, presentation group come in it was called hearts not parts and it was essentially like you know discussing gender roles and feminism in a sense without really like explicitly saying that we were talking about feminism and that kind of started my journey because we were discussing a lot of things that happen within our society and within our conversations and our circles that affect us and affect our genders and affect the way in which like we are kind of shoved into boxes so that really opened my eyes to see that you know, these powers or like these systems in our lives have such an importance on us. And I was rejecting my femininity because it is traditionally associated that women are weak, dainty, 
um, aren't in positions of power, can't, you know, do things as well as men. So I really rejected all of the things that kind of made me feminine. And that made me like, you know, and, and now I was kind of realizing why and what is wrong in our society. And it made me realize that it's very strong to be a woman and to be feminine and I can make it in my own way. And I don't need to tell people like, I, sorry, <laughs> I don't need people telling me how to be a woman and what I needed to do for that. I could decide that for myself because gender roles are these pressures in our societies that put people into boxes where gender is supposed to be something that you discover through your yourself. So even though I dress manly sometimes, I'm very solid in the way that I feel as a woman because that's just, that's who I am. So that kind of started my journey into feminism and realizing that, yeah, there are things wrong in our society that kind of you know, promotes certain people and then rejects other people. And so I continued my feminist journey through watching videos, through reading articles, through making sure to critique things through a feminist lens and questioning like where, you know, some of these ideas are coming from, where some of these situ like, you know, situations are happening, I guess, per se. Um, and then in my second year of university, so that's what I am in right now, uh, going into my second semester of it, but I took a women and gender studies class last semester, which fully opened my eyes and I learned so much. I was taught so many things that really solidified my believings in feminism. I got to realize that or understand the reason why I was so angry at certain things and I couldn't like put my i couldn't put my words to it per se but i would get very angry at certain things and now i understand why those things happen so i can like communicate my anger fully and i can speak to myself i feel definitely a lot more educated in feminism and women and gender studies and the sex gender binary settler colonialism all that stuff and so i would love to be able to share all of the fantastic things that I have been learning through my journey of being a feminist and share it to other people so that they can hopefully realize that like these system of systems of power do truly affect us and put us into boxes. So that is my journey with feminism and why I wanted to create almost a feminist podcast. Now let's talk about media. So I have a huge love for TVs and films. It has been an escape for me for so many years. It has been a tool of motivation, you know, for me for so many years. It has been a place of happiness for me. And it is some place that I go to when I feel like life is too much or if I feel like I wanna connect with people, if I'm going through something hard in my life and I need a little something to get me through. Movies and TV shows, even YouTube has always been my go-to. I've had very strong connections with certain movies where the morals or ideas shown it shown in it or presented in it have really motivated me through life and have helped me pick myself up after a really hard day. So movies and TV shows truly do mean a lot to me. And I want to be a film creator one day and I want to be a film creator who not necessarily <laughs> I don't want to create political movies per se, but you know, promotes representation because one thing that I, as a feminist, really look into is the misrepresentations within our media and how that has an effect on us as a society. So oftentimes, stereotypes of 
minority racial groups like black people, indigenous people, Japanese people, they're put into these stereotypes that are really marginalizing. And we see that, you know, like happening in real life that people associate groups of people with these stereotypical characters in media. So I'd love to be a film creator that kind of like breaks, breaks boundaries. You know, I don't want to see any more of that pink gay stereotype on Netflix, you know what I mean? And I am talking about, I forget his name, but you know that pink gay on Big Mouth? Oh, Matthew! Yeah, and kind of be able to see more well-rounded characters represented in screens, more like stories coming from, you know, things that have been, you know, put down or shoved aside in the world and kind of promote more unheard voices in our society. So yeah, that's the kind of film creator I want to be. And when I analyze movies and TV shows, I always look for what kind of representation they have, uh, if they are being marginalizing, if they're erasing certain parts of history that are very important. Like often when we see indigenous representation, there is an eraser of settler colonialism and the effects and consequences that it has within our society. So. That is something that I look for when I consume my media, and that is something we'll be looking for when we consume our media. But on top of that, I'm a huge cine cinematography nerd, and I'm a huge nerd about trying to find external plots and diving into character stories and character arcs. So that is another thing I'd love to explore. Jason Todd, one of my favorite characters ever in any type of media. He is the second Robin in Batman. So comics, movies, TV shows, not really, t he hasn't been in too many TV shows, but he's been in a couple movies and quite a few comics, but I'd love to be able to kind of explore him as a character, maybe explore how he maybe per, 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 <laughs> per, I can't speak, maybe how he enhances certain ma like male gender stereotypes, how he debunks them, kind of go into who he is as a character, and yeah, so that's the kind of things we'll be doing in this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed listening and listening to my story and I hope that you stick around for the next episode to see kind of where this goes because I'm very excited to take this podcast and to explore medias and to discuss feminism and hopefully spread some education. So thank you guys for watching. I hope you all have a great day and make sure if you want to, no pressure, to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube or Spotify, because I think those are the platforms I'm using, under Ziggyo, and that is Z-I-G-G-Y-O-0-O, Ziggyo. Yeah, so that's the podcast, Feminist Fangirl, Entertainment and Media. I'm very excited to uh, start this up again, and I hope that you are excited to listen, and if you're not, Oh well, everyone likes their certain things, you know? So yeah, have a great day. Thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. <sighs>